at SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. All right, so we are discussing labor issues as we do every Thursday with Mike Bagram, who is a labor law expert who joins us now on the line. There's a lot to discuss and a lot to go through. So I know that many of you usually call just almost at the end of that conversation. So start dialing in now with all your questions around labor. If you are an employee who's been battling with getting your your payments out, if you are somebody who is struggling with paying your employees, um, just give us a call on 891 it's a bloodbath out there. And Mike, uh, how are you this afternoon? Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. I'm very well, thank you. Despite the bloodbath of the jobs and the destruction of the economy, uh, I'm, I'm happily quite well. Um, got myself COVID-free. Thank you. I love that. I love that we check on your COVID status every single week. I'm really happy that you are well. Listen, unemployment soaring to, well, over 40%. But I mean, obviously, those stats that say numbers have been a bone of contention for many people. The bottom line is that 2.2 million people were out of jobs during this period. Well, it's another, it's an extra. We've got to be careful yes, how we look ex- at it. Yes. Stats, if I twisted it slightly, uh, it's an extra 2.2 million. So we, they officially have said that we are about 14.2 million people unemployed. Cosato is telling us it's an excess of 15 million. And in fact, Cosato are telling us, and I think their figures might be more reliable because they've got their ear to the ground, uh, that we are about 50% unemployed. Uh, in South Africa. So it's the worst it's ever been, whatever way we look at it. Even if you look at the uh, restricted interpretation from stats, they say it is the worst it's ever been here. And so the message has to go out to every single person. First of all, don't be too fussy about what job you're going to accept or not accept. And second of all, if you're in a job, protect it. Cling on with your fingernails. Don't let them push you out by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I get people phoning me all the time saying, the boss is irritating them. What must I do? I said, if you can, if you can bear it, turn a blind eye. Sure, Mike. And that's that's the difficulty, isn't it? You also have companies who are struggling. So who who actually, if given the chance, would ask people to leave? Well, that's the point. And a lot of companies are being very nasty about it. And in fact, I, I've just had an arbitration this morning um, where a company is trying to make it hot in the kitchen, as it were. In other words, yeah. trying to make it unpleasant for employees so that they leave on their own accord because they can't afford to pay them the severance payments. Mm. So it's very unfair what's going on out there. It's very wrong. But at the end of the day, I tell all my clients, the individuals, hang on. Don't cause trouble. If you have to do a little bit of extra work, do it. I tell the companies, be honest with the employees. Go and tell them about your financial problems. Go and share it. Sit down and talk. Don't make it hot in the kitchen. Don't do naughty, nefarious deeds by trying to create a situation where people resign. That's bloody wrong, and it can't be tolerated. So both sides have to play the game. Mike, you know, many people go into this with great intentions. Companies did not foresee COVID-19 coming through. And many of them are finding themselves in that position where they really wouldn't be able to either continue with having these employees or number two, pay them out. So what's the advice you give them? Well, I've been, we've been doing some fantastic deals. 
Um, and we might have spoken, we might have touched on it before, but the one deal we do is that we actually speak to the staff and say, are you willing to take a cut in salary? We can bank it. In other words, we can write it up and say it's owed to you or take a cut for six months or take a, a furlough, take leave and no pay during that leave time until we come right or do a deal with the company and say, we're willing to retrench you but we would like you to, at the end of the day, take your monies over a period of time. Mm. I had a wonderful example where the staff came to the owner, the small company, and they said to the owner, what we'll do is we'll take over the business with all its debts, we'll take it over, wow. and we'll employ you as the ex-owner, as the consultant. <laughs> I love that. And, and, what's and it's working. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. It's working. Because he says he's, got, he's relieved. Yes. And they're getting in. I mean, the staff know your business. They know your business sometimes better than you know it. Wow. And they're getting in contracts. They're doing fantastic work. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's probably the best thing I've heard in a long time. That sounds like an amazing, um, an amazing arrangement there. So you said it's, it's working. It is working. They're getting in more work. Wow. They've employed the previous owner as a consultant. <laughs> he's happy. Um, he's getting half of what he used to get, yes. but he said he's got no worries. He can sleep at night. Wow. Um, so oh he's God. happy. He's an old man. <laughs> it's about time he was, he was told to go anyway. Um, and it's, it's actually a win-win for everyone. The staff are happy. They've all got a share of the pie. Everyone's had to take a bit less because now they know they've got control of the bank account and they know how much is in there and how much comes in. And if they have to take a third off their salary, well, they do it. They sit down and talk. Look, it, it works easily with a small company. There are only 12 of them. Um, and the previous owners have 13 altogether. They've told him instead of paying him 20,000 rand a month, he's going to get 10. <laughs> um, and, they were, and they said it's up to them as to how long they keep him for. <laughs> You know, what I'm hearing is that there are solutions. You've just got to look. You've got to be open. You've got to communicate. You've got to do it. We, we are so Africans. We are innovative, and we can do these things. And quite frankly, we're all in boat South Africa together. Yeah. We have developed a leak in the boat. We've got to try and plug up that leak as best as we can. Absolutely. And if it means that the man had to step aside, well, he stepped aside. And I said, you know, as his attorney... I said, it's an excellent idea. I said, wow. he's eating himself up alive. He can't sleep. He can't pay the people what they need to get paid. I said, let them have the business and, tell, and then they can tell each other how much they're going to get paid. So, so, so he said, it's a great idea. Come and sell it to them, which I did. So, they so, bought the company. They paid, they paid one rand for it. And it says. Whose idea was it? I mean, any money. Was it your idea, Mike? Well, I it was my idea, but it was said almost in jest. He liked the idea. The staff sat and discussed it, and they came back and said, all right, how much? And I said, one rand. I love it. I, I really, really love it. Yeah. Listen, um, let's start calling in um, because Mike is not going to be with us forever, and uh, he wants to be able to help you. If you've got any questions, concerns around, you know, w w you've got difficulties, you cannot pay your staff, or you are um, somebody who's finding it difficult in the workplace and you're running into troubles there, 0891104207. You can also send us a WhatsApp uh, on 0614104107. We're also on Facebook, so you can join us there, and uh, you can also 
find us on social media platforms like Instagram as well as on Twitter. Hashtag Life Happens. We are taking your calls now. Look, um, Mike, the last time we spoke, there was a new sheriff in town and uh, we were, you were, in fact, quite optimistic about what was happening at UIF. How's it been going? I think it's fantastic. Again, I sing the praises of Marsha Bronkost. Um, she's put a team together. They're coming back to me within 20 minutes, uh, even better than last week. Wow. So that the team is going well. There's a Mr. Gladla. I think he's in Pretoria. Um, he comes back to me almost immediately. I mean, I think he's sitting at the computer watching to see if Mike Bagram sends him a mail <laughs> because I've complained to the minister on the previous occasion. So it is coming right. What is big news, uh, you might have seen it over the last day, uh, is NUMSA have now girded their loins and they're very angry. Um, and at last, NUMSA stood up and said, we're not going to accept bad service. Uh, from the Department of Employment and Labor. And in fact, they are picketing outside some of the Employment and Labor offices. Yes. Um, And they've set out press release, and it's fantastic that they're doing this at last, because for six months I've been begging trade unions. I said, this is your members. These are real people. They're members. They're paying you a monthly stipend to join your union Stand up for them. So, so apart let's, from let's hear. apart from the picket, I mean, have you seen them actually go on the ground and actually fix some of these problems? Well, yes. I mean, what what is actually happening now is that obviously it puts extra pressure on the new acting commissioner Bronkhorst, mm. but at least now she is realizing that it's not just me that's nagging all the time; that there are real people. Yeah who have got real problems, who can't put food on the table, can't feed their babies, can't catch a... You can't even catch a a taxi to go for a job interview because you've lost your previous job, you're not getting your UIF, you haven't got money to even get into a taxi. I spoke to a man this morning who hasn't got money for clean clothes to go for an interview. I mean, it is horrific what's going on there, and government has promised faithfully that we're going to have some sort of life jacket um, over this period, and it just didn't happen. Mm. So now it's starting to happen, and I'm pleased that uh, NUMSA have added. They got a big voice in this country, a very big voice. Yeah, let me. Take I mean, a- Michael Bagram is a tiny little voice. <laughs> They've got a big voice, and let's let's have it happening. Mike, I see calls coming through, but let me take take a quick call, uh, a break, and then we'll come back with some calls as well as some voice notes asking you some questions. Life happens with Pinelo Mudine. All right, thank you so much for staying with us. Mike Bagram is with us. He's a labor law expert and taking all things um, labor-related questions. And I will take your calls as well as your WhatsApps and I also take your SMSs as well. And uh, we are live on Facebook as well. So those of us who, for those of you who are joining us on Facebook, hello and welcome to the show. Mike, I've got a message here that's, that's a bit strange to me, but maybe you'll understand it. It says, someone claimed on my behalf... I cannot tell you, though, at this point, whether this is an employer who claimed on this person's behalf. But it goes, this person claimed on my behalf of June, Tears UIF payment was processed and I received payment. And any other payment. Oh, it's very confusing. So they received yeah, I, payment. I, I they received in, they received in June, but they haven't received anything else is what I'm, I'm suspecting yeah. they're saying. Yeah, what happened is that initially the Minister of Employment and Labor um, 
had said to the employers, you claim on behalf of your employees. I remember that, yeah. Um, and had to make it more, I want to make it easy because, I mean, every company's got a whole lot of people and if you have just employer claiming, then it's easier to do. Of course, the system crashed and we know that history. But when someone's claiming on your behalf, it's then very difficult for you to step in afterwards and to say, all right, I've been paid for June, but now I want to claim for myself for July. And the system hasn't been upgraded Mike, to accept another person to claim. It's a quick one I that, that I want. Might be the problem. There's a quick one. I think there's a footnote there that says they don't know who claimed on their behalf. Is that possible? Um, theft, identity well, threat, of theft. Yeah, no, it's absolutely possible that someone that someone claimed and they don't know. Look, there's been a lot of fraud as well, um, and they're picking up the fraud. In other words, there've been a lot of claims. Um, that have been going into the wrong bank accounts. We found that. Uh, we found a gentleman, um, I think up in Gauteng, that claimed on behalf of a company, put his bank details and got all the company's money put into his account. Uh, they luckily have found him and they've arrested him. But there's probably going to be a lot of that. That's why we want the Auditor General to do a very careful investigation into the UIF. That's Kimi Makwetu. Um, he's a fantastic man. Uh, the sad thing is his term of office is coming to an end, but he's been fantastic in that he's slowly but surely looking at all these problems. And people are claiming on behalf of others and then putting it into their own account. So the system's got to be properly upgraded. They're busy doing that now. And I know Mrs. Bronkost is leading up a full investigation as to what's going on. All right. Let me quickly go to Patrick, who's calling us from Benoni. Hi, Patrick. Hello, Patrick. Patrick, are you still there? Yes, I am here. Hello. Go ahead, Patrick. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, go ahead. We can hear you loud and clear. Okay, thanks for taking my call. Uh, just a quick question to Mike. Uh, my, uh, we have a contract, um, uh, contract of employment. I'm working for a transport logistics company, mm. and I'm a driver, truck driver. Mm-hmm. And we have a contract of employment, and just before the lockdown, we were asked to sign new documents stating that we will continue working under the company's uh, payment system. What do you mean? And, uh, sorry? What do you mean by that? Well, we, we normally fall under the National Bargaining Council for the transport industry. Okay. But the company did not want to comply to their system, and they wanted to pay us our salaries according to their own system, the company's own system. Got you. And so they asked us to sign documents to that regard. And uh, since the lockdown, they have just changed everything without notification or without changing our contract or asking us to sign any documents. Do we have any legs to stand on? Mike? Absolutely. Absolutely. This whole thing is unfair and wrong and illegal. If you fall under a bargaining council, you can't unilaterally, a company can't unilaterally withdraw from the bargaining council agreement. That they're not allowed to do unless they get a proper exemption which is done by application to the bargaining council, and it's got to be served on all the employees and the trade union. Doesn't sound like any of that happened. Uh, they're cheating, basically. What, what's, um, what's, so you've got to go recourse? back and challenge that. Mike, what, what I mean, yes. they were asked yeah, to sign so, a contract. Even if go? they sign it, you can't sign, you can't sign a contract which is against the law. Ah. Uh, in other words, if I agree to sell you stolen goods and we sign an agreement... 
That agreement is null and void in law because it's stolen goods. Here you've got an agreement between the bargaining council, which is between the bargaining council and the companies and the government. The Minister of Labour signs off. Mike, you said initially when we started this conversation, you know, beg and borrow and steal, stay in your jobs if you need to. Um, He's likely going to lose his job. No, he can't because, and if he does, then there's real trouble there because you don't challenge it. In this one, you actually can't do something grossly illegal like that. You can't just, even if you agree to it. Yes, I know that in KwaZulu-Natal, there are a couple of clothing factories that agreed behind the scenes to avoid the bargaining council altogether just to keep their jobs. But if the employees are unhappy, there isn't agreement there. Okay. So Thanks. what I'm trying to say is this this guy seems to be you know, skimming extra money off his employees for some reason or other. I hear you. All right, Patrick, I'm going to put you back and we'll probably give you Mike's details in a short while. Mike, lots of people want to know how to find you. I, I'm always very nervous about giving away your details because, you know... It's, it's, you haven't given I don't permission. mind an email. I right. try and answer people. All I right. don't mind that. Um, here's a, a quick one. COVID tears is disaster because I got payment for my May in June uh, and also in April and July. Nothing is that possible. So I think, I think they got payment in June and April and May and they didn't get anything in July. Is that possible? It is possible because, as you know, the system kept failing. It kept breaking down. But people are getting their July, they're getting August, they're getting September, they're getting October. So people are starting to get, okay, October hasn't been paid yet, obviously, but the September payments are starting to creep in. I think there's, I've seen one or two already of September. So, you know, I'm not saying to people be patient because that's a horrible thing to say, but don't give up hope. You've got to keep nagging, you've got to keep pushing the government has promised the people till October, till the end of October. I think it's end of October now. Do you still? And the reality is, mm-hmm. they must pay it. Do you still suggest people reapply again? I remember you saying to people, go back, submit again if you're not yes. getting your payment. Yes, keep keep pushing. All right, keep pushing. If people do email me, I will send them details. If they tell me which province they're in, I've got the the head of each province email address. Okay. <laughs> I won't give it out on air, but I'll give it to individuals. <laughs> Please don't. A quick voice note uh, for you, Mike. Hi, ma'am. It's Solomon here in Balfo. I just want to find out, as we are talking about this uh, UIF story, I've been uh, dismissed at work on the 13th March this year. I have only received two payments, one on the end of May, end of June I never receive anything. End of July I receive one payment. Now I never receive anything. I just want to find out how does this uh, UIF story goes? How many months they are paying? Why they skip other months, they don't pay other months? I just want to find out there. It's Solomon here in Palfo. Thanks. All right. Um, are we back to the same answer? He should go back and apply again. What's your What's your response, Mike? Well, no, no. That's a slightly different one. This is not his payment. Solomon was retrenched or mm-hmm. dismissed, mm-hmm. and so he is getting the normal UIF. Now, normal UIF is calculated on how much you've contributed in the past. Mm-hmm. You get a certain amount of credits 
Um, it depends on how much salary you get and how long you've been putting it in. For instance, if he's been putting in for 10 years, then he should be able to get for at least seven, eight months. Uh, 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 and it should be the same payment. Mike, how... So how I, there is a system. How, where would he access that information? You know, how much is meant to be given to him and, and over what period? Well, he'd have to go onto the website, onto the Department of Labor website, and send in a query saying, this is what's happened to me, because it looks like they missed out one month and then paid him again the month thereafter. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, that's wrong. There's a mistake there. There's some issue. Look, we do know that fraud has been happening internally as well, and I hope no one's grabbed his, one of his months of payment. But he's entitled to ask, and he must launch a, a query in the we- on the website, and he's entitled to ask. Okay. And again, I'm happy to put him in touch with someone. Mike, your email address. We've run out of time. My email is Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, at Bagrams, B-A-G-R-A-I-M-S, M for Mary, S for Sugar, dot Coza. Mike, it's always lovely. Keep yourself safe. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Wonderful show you've got. Thank you. <laughs> Michael at bagram.co.za, B-A-G-R-A-I-M.co.za. I'll reiterate that a bit later on. Two o'clock, let's go to Utsila Saku for the latest in SABC News.